This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Using Hostfully, you can create a free digital guidebook for your listing so that you can save time creating a professional experience for every guest that comes and visits your spot. Learn more at hostfully.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome, everybody. Today, I have a very cool guest on the show, and I practice pronouncing his name, and I hope I do it correctly. AJ Azubike DK, founder yeah, of yeah. EA Lodging, a short-term rental property management company in out of Houston. AJ, welcome to the show. Did I pronounce it correctly? You did. You did. Thank you for having me on the show. I really, um, like I was saying, I listen to the show a lot, you know, uh, so it's just so cool to actually be on the show and start to get my advice and my story out. So appreciate for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it for you for, for coming on, man. Um, I, I really like your story. I think it's very inspirational. I think a lot of people will, will love your story. So I'm really excited to get into it. And so um, why don't we start at the very start? That makes sense, starting at the start. <laughs> so how did you get into Airbnb? Okay, well, down here in Houston, the Super Bowl was in 2017. Uh, so just with that, that's going to be my origin story of sorts. You know, my girlfriend was going to a school nearby and she had an apartment. And the Super Bowl's coming up. It was around January, February, and the Super Bowl's in March. Well, Super Bowl's in February, excuse me. Uh, so we're like, man, maybe we should put it on Airbnb. We're going back and forth and she was more hesitant to me. The apartment was probably 10 minutes from NRG and she was like, oh, it may be too far, maybe too far. And I'm like, people are coming to Houston for the Super Bowl specifically. 10 minutes is a cakewalk, you know? So I was just trying to let her know and, and she was like, okay, that's fine. So we posted it for the Super Bowl and immediately we saw it get booked, you know, the weekend of the Super Bowl, of course it got booked, but we saw every weekend it got booked and she was going to school during the week, of course. So during the week, she'll be living there, but every weekend she'll just go home because she's from Houston and we'll see it get booked. So that short time, um, the lease was up in May, so we didn't have much time to do that. But that short time, we just saw like, okay. Well, specifically me, I saw, yes, this is a time that we could take advantage of Airbnb. We didn't know much. We're so wet behind the ears. We're extremely um, naive in so many aspects. But just the idea of putting your apartment on Airbnb is what intrigued us so much. So that's pretty much what got us started to this day. That's awesome. And then how did you go from renting out just that one apartment to actually starting your own property management company? Well, after we did that apartment on Airbnb for, like I said, maybe two months because the lease was coming to an end, we really sat and was like, okay, let's really think about the next move as far as Airbnb goes uh, strategically. Uh, so we did research. We knew that NRG was a big attraction for people coming to Houston specifically, whether it be for conventions, whether it be for events or sports events, you know, so we knew that was a big attraction. So we did research and we got another apartment 
nearby that was much more successful and got much more bookings than our other one. So once we saw that one do well, that really solidified ourselves and like, okay, uh, let's really go full force. Because when we did it, the one near NRG for the Super Bowl, excuse me, it, it didn't go too well because we're, we were new. We were just trying things. We didn't have cleaners. We were doing everything on our own, you know. Uh, so it could only really be so good. Uh, but once we got our next apartment that we dedicated solely for Airbnb, uh, we saw how actually profitable it could be. So that was really our impetus of like, okay, let's grow this. So it's funny how we actually started the STR property management company is because we we got kicked out of one of our apartments for doing Airbnb. So and like it taught us like, okay, we have this knowledge. Let us use this knowledge for good per se. You know, let's use this knowledge. Let's just not let this knowledge go to waste. So that's pretty much how we converted to being co-host, you know? Interesting. And that second apartment that you Correct. got, that you were doing on Airbnb, is that is that an apartment that you already rented before or did you specifically rent it for airbnb i specifically rented it for airbnb you know like i said i'm from houston so of course it may be a spot that um i go to lay my hat at times you know if if i'm just around a city but it was a apartment that we use specifically for airbnb yes awesome and so at the time you you still had a a job right correct yes i did Can you, can you t talk a little bit about the uh, transition from a nine-to-five job to being an entrepreneur uh, with Airbnb? Definitely, definitely. Um, for starters, it's a whole different world. You know, I graduated uh, from college. I went to University of Texas San Antonio with a biology degree, specialization in microbiome. And I got out of college and I started working as a microbiologist for the city of Houston. You know, just... You're just your basic eight to five, nothing special, but I was okay. You know, it was a solid uh, salary, a good living. You know, it wasn't anything that I just extremely needed. It was a good job, you know, just to say the least. Um, but at that time when I was working for the city is when I got my apartment for the Airbnb. So it kind of happened side by side. I was still working, but that's when I was like, okay, after the Super Bowl debacle per se, I was like, okay, I really want to go full force. So we got to the apartment and it was going well, going well, going well up until I couldn't do anymore because they caught us and were making everybody, you know, pretty much stop the Airbnb. Uh, but yeah, I was working while that was happening. So I saw firsthand, you know, because at the time I was Like I said, I was working. I saw firsthand me working and I'll go wake up at 7.30, you know, go to my job and come back at five. I saw that life. And also I saw how quickly I should say I could get $500 from a booking or $350 for a booking and it'd be almost equivalent to a 40 hour week. You know, so I saw that hand in hand because, like I said, I was working a 40-hour week as well as doing Airbnb. So I saw that, you know. So I got those small reminiscences like, man, if I could really do this full time, you know, um, I was still working, but I had those quote-unquote dreams like, man, if I can do this full time, if I can do this full time. And again, I was still kind of new. I did. I started doing research, but I was still kind of new. Uh, so I was just like, man, it, it seemed like a dream. You know, if I would have listened to your podcast back then, I probably knew it was more of an uh, actual thing. It can happen. But 
it seemed like a dream, you know. Uh, so once I kind of separated from my job, uh, myself and my girlfriend pretty much did it close to around the same time. And she became a full-time interior designer and event design. And I pretty much did full-time of Airbnb. Uh, but once I left, I kind of saw in the sense that, okay, nobody is giving me a check at the end of the week for the work I did. You know, I may work 80 hours a week for Airbnb and nobody's saying, okay, here's 80 hours times 15 here. Nobody's doing that. So it was a, it was a mind frame I really had to change because since nobody was telling me I had to do it on my own. So it was, it, it was a lot different, but I think I enjoy it better because at the end of the day, you have your own time, you know? So now that I'm doing this full time, I know on Friday at 3 p.m. I can schedule this or on Tuesday at 3 p.m. I can schedule this with them. So I see the difference so much when I was working a, a nine to five, 40 hour week, as opposed to now when I'm, I run my short term rental management company. And when you made that transition, the moment that you quit your job, how many units did you have at a point? Did you already have a a pretty good, you know, a pretty, were you already making a pretty good income that you could use to support yourself or, or did you kind of take a, a bit of a gamble where you were just expecting to grow? Yeah, honestly, I, I took a bit of a gamble. Like I said, I did a lot of grassroots research. Um, I did a lot of, you know, Facebook groups, a lot of YouTube videos, podcast things. I did a lot of that, but honestly, it was a gamble at that point, you know, because I was definitely making more in my job than I was bringing in at Airbnb at the time, no doubt. Uh, but I knew if I put in the same amount of time that I did at my job, I knew I could make that much or even more through Airbnb because I saw how much it could actually grow. And I knew just numbers wise, how expeditiously, how it could actually grow so fast, you know? So did you have any concerns, any fears when you, when you made that jump? <laughs> a lot of fears. I, I, I was really scared, honestly, you know. Um, there's days I was like, you know, I, I tried to save up as much as I, I could, of course. But there's days I was like, man, I don't know if Airbnb is really going to sustain myself. It's something that I definitely want to do. It's definitely something that I want it to sustain myself uh so but yeah i definitely have fears there's days that i didn't think it could happen but again that's where being an entrepreneur and being a self-worker kind of comes into play because again you don't have a boss or um, somebody or manager telling you you have to do this you have to do that so those days where you feel down you have to motivate yourself knowing that okay what you're doing is not going to be successful tomorrow is going to be steps. You know, one day you may climb two steps. The next day you might climb one step. The next day you might climb four steps. Just understand that every day you have to be moving forward. So that kind of calmed me down in the sense that, okay, I know this time last month, I was around this many bookings. This month is doubled. So I'm like, okay, at least that's growth, you know? So that's kind of where I had to start putting my mindset. And how did you find your first property to manage? Okay, how much time do you have? This is a long, long, funny story, uh, but I'll try to keep it as short as possible. My very first one that I found to manage was off of Craigslist. 
And I'm not too sure if everybody knows what Craigslist is. It's pretty much um, a free software to list pretty much anything from services, furniture, housing, pretty much anything. It's a listing platform, pretty much. So he was trying to sell two of his condos that he actually has running on Airbnb currently at the time, I should say. He was trying to sell the condos. Um, And of course, at the time, I had knowledge of Airbnb because I did it for myself and as well in the Super Bowl time. So I had the knowledge, but of course, I at the time, I was not thinking about purchasing Airbnb. That was not in my mind at all. Uh, so I messaged him and said, okay, I know you're trying to sell it and I know you already have it on Airbnb. What about if I come in and try to enhance it so you can continue to make money via Airbnb so you won't want to sell it. That was pretty much my entryway, you know, and we talked, we met up and we we chatted and he was like, okay. And he also was like, okay, let's, let's give it a shot. So that was literally my first instance of co-hosting for somebody, you know, he was trying to sell his property and I kind of convinced him to allow me to manage it for him. That was my actual first time co-hosting for somebody. That's great, man. Good, good for you, man. Like, uh, just taking action and, and just trying, right. Hustling. Cause, cause that's, yeah. I, I mean, uh, you know, I've interviewed a lot of property managers and that's usually how they get started. It's just, you know, reaching out to people, finding, um, finding solutions for people that are trying to sell or people trying to rent out their, their spots. So that's great. How did you continue from there? From there after that little, I probably managed his property for maybe a couple of months. Um, it was a whole situation, but we tried to um, rectify it and try to fix it as much as we could uh, because his property was just in bad shape. Uh, but we tried to fix as much as we could. So we're there for a couple of months. Um, and then after that, I was like, okay, if I found his property on Craigslist, I'm sure I can find other properties and find other people who want to try to put their homes on Airbnb. I was kind of convinced in that way. Like, if I can find his on Craigslist, I know there's other people. That was kind of my mindset. Uh, So I was searching everywhere, Facebook groups, um, and I stumbled upon an Airbnb community. Again, I don't know if your your podcast uh, audience is familiar with that. It's pretty much just a community via Airbnb that people search out and kind of just put out there. Uh, I need a cleaning for this week or moving out of the state. I need a co-host I already started my Airbnb or pretty much things like that, you know, and you can kind of narrow it down for your specific city. So I did that. I pretty much typed in Houston, Texas. This was after the Craigslist co-hosting and I didn't know where to go. So I just typed in Houston, Texas co-hosting. That's pretty much what I did, you know, on the Airbnb community. And I saw maybe three or four people talking about, oh, I need a co-host or giving out their co-host services. So just right there, I was like, okay, this is another avenue and this is another forum or place where people are actively talking about Airbnb and co-hosting. So I knew this was an area in which I could possibly get another property. And it was, but it happened almost three to four months after. That's just how, you know, it works on those communities. People post it and they don't look back at it for maybe a month or so. But that is literally where I found my next property. It was on the Airbnb community forum. Awesome. And can you take us to your current situation? Like how many units are you managing now? Yes. 
as we speak, I am managing nine different properties. So one new property is actually going to start setting up October 1st. Um, their current lease, long-term lease is over September 30th. So after October 1st, that'll be the 10th one that we'd be managing. That's awesome. And are you, with those 10 properties, are you able to uh, to support your yourself fully? Yes, with those, essentially with those properties, I'm able to, you know, support myself and everything that I need to do. You know, I'm not living an extremely extravagant lifestyle, but I'm able to, you know, get food on my um, in my stomach and have the clothes on my back and a roof over my head and pretty much sustain myself comfortably. I'm able to do that. Yes. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. That's a, that's a big achievement. Yeah. You know, it, it, it comes with a lot of days in which that you had to do things to make sure you could do that, you know, because it, again, like I said, it did, it definitely did not start that way. It started off for me trying to do all types of things to make sure that I could um, sustain myself at the time, because again, I did take that leap of faith, but you know, sometimes you just have to bet on yourself a hundred percent in order to succeed. Absolutely. You are also offering some uh, services to, to other hosts, right? On your, yes. on your website, uh, which by the way is uh, ealodging.com. So people want to check it out, ealodging.com. Tell us a little bit about those, those services and why you edit those. Okay. Um, well, um, like I said before, I'm, I'm in the Houston area, Houston, Texas area, the South region of the, of America. And we specifically, August is, is a pretty slow month, you know? So again, I was fortunate since I did have multiple properties, but it being a slow month opened my eyes to certain things. It opened my eyes to, okay, what if all my properties have slow month? You know, what if some of my properties don't do well at all and some do what if all of my properties you know i started having those thoughts so again i just thought the same way before when i quit my job and i was on that position i was having those thoughts i was like okay what can i do to kind of circumvent that uh so my idea was adding services as well as my girlfriend was her idea honestly uh but to add services to our website because we do full service property management and we also start listings from beginning to end and that includes listing photography listing descriptions titles um, setup and things like that so we've come accustomed and pretty much can do this in our sleep setting up a new property so we thought okay it's a down month for our bookings let's see if there's another way that we can still maximize our profits and we saw that that was a good way that we could do that because i was always i was always getting uh, people asking you know what can i do to get more bookings or can you help me with my listing description or things like that i've always had people ask me that so i was like okay let me actually make it a service so people can purchase it um, because it just made sense, honestly, because I'm doing it already for the properties that I am hosting and co-hosting. So I just thought it made sense, especially in the time it was downtime in August. So it just made perfect sense to me. So that's when I actually started the actual services on my website. If you're a vacation rental host and you're managing multiple properties, you probably have a ton of messages flying back and forth for inquiries, coordinating bookings, and even during the stay. And that can be a real headache to manage. With Hostfleet's property management software, 
geared towards hosts with 10 properties and up, you can use a unified inbox to simplify communications and make sure that you're working across all your channels, including Airbnb. Please take a minute to learn more about this by checking out hostfully.com. My next question is, imagine you're, you're sitting at a bar and, with, with a friend and your friend tells you, listen, AJ, like, I think it's really cool what you're doing. I'm not really having much, uh, I'm not really getting much fulfillment from my current job. I, I want to make this transition too. What would your advice be? My advice will be for, for starters, you really have to understand how much you will need to survive. Again, I'm no financial advisor. That's not my job. But you really have to understand how much you need to survive. That's really where it starts because if you understand that number, then you know exactly how much you're going to need to make per month, per week, per year, whatever it may be, you'll know how much you'll need. For example, let's say you only need 3500 4000 a month to sustain yourself, whether it be your car, your house, your whatever it may be, you know, just understand that number. So for instance, this is the idea how I'll say like, okay, if you want to go my route and kind of quit your job or uh, move over from your job and kind of transition, know your numbers. So if you co-host a certain amount or if you host a certain amount and you have a certain number of properties, and then once you start to multiply those things, you start to see exactly how much you may be coming in per month for those things. You know, let's say I have 15, 20 properties all earning $3,000. If I'm getting 10% or 20% of each of those properties, those numbers start to add up. And then you start to see, oh, from my co-hosting, I'm getting $3,500 a month. I'm getting $4,200 a month. You know, so that's where I'll start and tell them really understand how much you need to survive, you know, or to live or to be comfortable, whatever that number is. Once you understand that number, you can kind of move around to kind of get that, if that makes sense. You know, that's pretty much where I'll start to tell them. Yeah, I think that's great advice. It's always good to have a goal in mind, whatever you're, you're doing. In terms of practical advice, like, you know, that person would ask you like, okay, what, where should I start? What, what's my next move? What would you say? Okay. Practical advice. If you're your next move in to doing something like I'm doing to move away from your job, practical advice is follow somebody or start learning from somebody who's doing exactly that you want to do. For, for example, like you, I will tell somebody, follow Jasper, follow him on Instagram, follow all of his pages, follow his art, just so you can really understand because you may want something like that, or you may think you want something like that, but if you don't really see it happening or if you don't really see it in with your own eyes, you may not really understand it. So that's really the first practical thing that I'll say. Start messaging people, start writing people, start telling people because uh, your thoughts really do become your thing. So if that's something that you do want to do, start to say it, you know. So again, practical advice if you want to start being airbnb co-host what you would do okay try to find somebody around you that has an extra home or an extra property or an extra room you know it doesn't have to start so grand you can just do it that way and then try to start co-hosting that way to get the knowledge and then once you start getting the knowledge you start co-hosting for your friends and things like that you can start going out to people you don't know and say okay i know you have this property let me convince you uh, so there's ways that you can 
practically get started, you know. But for starters, I will say really understand the lane you want to be in and kind of mirror it and kind of follow as many people in that lane as possible. So you can kind of get an understanding of exactly what that is so you can move forward. So like I said, if it was for me, for Airbnb specifically, learn information about Airbnb, take classics, uh, call consultations, you know, get the actual information so you can be equipped to be a co-host because people may say, oh, I want to be a co-host. I want to be a host and not actually do the research. You know, they may not do no market research in the area to know it may be better to get a three bedroom than a two bedroom or a one bedroom than a two bedroom. No, they're not doing the research. They're not actually learning in that way. So that's where I would tell them to start, actually start learning, actually start doing some practical situations so you can know what is going on in the field in which you want to get into. That's awesome advice, man. Thanks for sharing that. Can you touch on the management of your company? And what I mean by that is like, what, what, are, what are the things that you do yourself? Uh, do you have a team? Do you use technology? Like, how do you, how do you manage it? Well, there's a lot of automation for the managing side of my, my uh, company, excuse me. As far as guest communication, we use your reporter and that pretty much communicates with the guests. Uh, there's an inquiry, a new booking, uh, whether it may be um, that way, that's automated. Um, also, they have a link in which that we send to our cleaner. Um, so every day the link is updated. So she knows exactly where to clean. So we don't have to tell her that as well. That's automated. I use Price Labs and that's for my pricing. Um, it, it's a dynamic pricing tool. So essentially it just changes your pricing in which it needs to be. For example, there's a Houston, Texas game going on as we speak. And a couple of my properties are booked because of that. And Price Labs essentially increases the prices because of the demand of people coming to the game. Uh, so I use that and that's automated. And pretty much everything that I do, uh, because I do run it and I'm still a lot of the grassroots does come through me. Um, I still go on the properties and check on it. You know, that's pretty much what I do. Um, I may talk to a homeowner's property owners a couple of times a week, but Essentially, that's what I do. I just make sure the cleaner is uh, doing all the things it needs to do. Um, I don't check on them every day. Um, I don't really come right behind them to make sure they're cleaning well. Uh, but the times that I do come to the property is when I make sure they're doing everything good. But that's pretty much ex essentially all that I do at this point. I, I do a lot of making sure the property is okay, you know. Awesome, man. Do you have anything else you wanted to share? Any funny stories or interesting experiences or? Hmm. Interesting experiences or funny story. Well, I, it's kind of a funny story, you know, um, uh, from the experience of when I was co-hosting for the property I found on Craigslist. So the, the property was a hostel of sorts. So it was close to eight to 10 people in a room. You know, a lot of bunk beds, you know, and like I said, once we got in, we really wanted to make it up to par to what we deem to look good. You know, for example, having all white sheets, all white pillowcases, all white towels, small things like that. Those are the things that we were trying to implement there, you know, and the funny thing, my girlfriend was like, what if we're changing these things and somebody complains about the new sheets, new towels? I literally laughed and I was like, who would complain about having new towels and new sheets, you know? So 
again, we're in the process of updating everything. And then lo and behold, somebody came and was like, um, where's the older towels? Where are the brown? And me and my girlfriend was like, really? We gave you fresh towels, fresh sheets and everything. And like they wanted the old towels back. So it was just a weird situation, you know. Uh, it was really weird, really peculiar. So we kind of just left that situation. But that was kind of funny because and weird at the same time because she literally said, who will complain about new sheets and new towels? And lo and behold, somebody complained. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Cool, man. Thanks for, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on the show and, and sharing your story. I'm sure a lot of people will be inspired by it. No problem. Thank you so much for actually having me on the show to tell my story too. You know, I really appreciate you for uh, giving me an opportunity to be on your show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for, for those who are listening and if you are in actually interested, you're listening to the AJ story and you're thinking, you know what, like I might want to do the same thing. Me and Eric are actually working on a program where we're planning to help a hundred people achieve what AJ achieved. And we're doing a couple masterclasses. Uh, today's the first one, October 3rd at 3 p.m. Uh, PST. Those free masterclasses are, uh, are free to attend. And during those masterclasses, we'll, we'll not only share kind of what we learned through our own journeys, but also working with the SDR legends, the, the big operators that we had together in Puerto Rico um, in, uh, in June. We'll kind of be, be sharing uh, a lot of stuff that we, we learned about the industry and you know, what the best strategies are to be successful. But we'll also be announcing how you can be part of our, of our program. And so if this is something that interests you, go ahead and check it out at uh, strprofitacademy.com. There you can uh, sign up for the, for the masterclasses. And then we'll, uh, we'll talk to you in the masterclass. So thanks, AJ. It was awesome talking to you. Uh, congratulations with, uh, with your achievements. And uh, let's stay in touch. I'd love to hear uh, in the future how, how you're doing. Likewise, likewise. Again, thank, thank you for letting me have on your show. And uh, yeah, let's keep, keep in touch. Absolutely. All right. Well, next week there will be another episode. Thank you for listening. And until then. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.